Welcome back to The Wellness Breakdown with me, Eve Kalinick. And me, Rose Ferguson. This is the podcast where we examine and test out the latest health trends and find out if they actually work. We have so many people coming into our practice asking us about the next best thing. So we thought we'd try out some of these obsessions for ourselves and report back to you guys. In this series, we're going to be looking at cryotherapy, microneedling, amongst many others, and work out whether or not we think they're actually beneficial. We're also going to examine the supplement world and see what we actually need. Plus, we'll be introducing some very special guests to the podcast and, of course, hearing from all of you guys. You can email us at info at thewellnessbreakdown.co.uk. One of the questions we always get asked is, what supplements do we really need? Yes, it's true. It can be such a minefield with supplements, many of which we don't actually need at all, or ones that simply don't work. And this is why we are delighted to have Lima sponsoring this series of the podcast. Lima is in a category of its own when it comes to supplements. Yes, indeed they are, Rose. Their patented, proven ingredients helps with mood, sleep, performance, mental focus and beauty. And it has 10 different ingredients, most of which you cannot get from food, which means Lima can be an add-on to a balanced diet. It's actually different to other supplements because they dose at the same levels as clinical trials and it's all absorbed by the body. The real difference is that they combine proven science and technology to help optimise the human body that sets them apart from most other supplements on the market. I must say, I'm loving all the emails and messages that we're getting from all of our listeners to the podcast. It's so brilliant to have interaction with you. And also remember that people do love really good recommendations. So do keep them coming. Email us at info at thewellnessbreakdown.co.uk. We love, love, love hearing from you. So please keep the communication going. Definitely. A lot of people, Rose, are saying that so far you've gotten away really pretty bloody lightly in these challenges rows and muggins here is taking the brunt i mean i know you did do the christmas special so fair dues but um yeah any feedback to fight my corner here guys is is very much welcome (laughs) listen eve is trying to slow my manic life down that's very difficult for me and you lot can be as mean as you like about my challenges but also going out drinking was really difficult at christmas and she made me do it last season oh please no sympathy (laughs) Anyway, on to your next challenge. And I've been thinking about this one a lot. Even though you live in the beautiful Cotswolds, you actually don't walk anywhere and you pretty much drive. So I thought you would be the perfect person to try out the 10,000 steps a day challenge. I can literally see your eyes rolling (laughs) as I'm telling you this. Um, Instead of your usual kind of running and hit classes and all this sort of thing. How do you feel about that? It sounds like utter hell to me that walking oh not utter hell of course not that's a little bit over melodramatic but as you say I live in the middle of the countryside I don't walk anywhere I don't I mean if I go out I run yeah when my family hear this they're gonna say I told you she never walks the dogs (laughs) we have a lot of dogs I never walk them but you do lovely little sausage dogs they're absolutely gorgeous we have two sausages two staffies and an American bulldog oh I didn't realise there were more. Oh, I've yeah. actually only ever seen, well, mostly Ruby. Yeah, no, because the sausage dogs were mine. I got them as a counterbalance to the Staffordshire Bull Terriers, which we've always had, and they're always under oh. Jake's dogs, and I wanted my own dog. 
Um, and so I got a sausage dog about seven years ago now um, because they're little hounds. So yeah. even though they have very short legs and they are very little, um, they can still walk, which is ironic considering this task. We took um, Ruby Red to Scotland, actually, where I did walk a lot. And she was walking 15 kilometres a day on those tiny little legs. So she could do it, Rose. You definitely can. <laughs> sugar, I stitched myself up there, didn't I? Yeah, you did, massively. <laughs> and this is going to be for two weeks. And I want you, I mean, clues in the title, I want you to walk at least 10,000 steps a day. And I want you to measure it, I mean, on your phone or any other device or app. I also want you to focus exclusively in these two weeks on walking as your main cardiovascular exercise and not do the running for the duration of the challenge. You can still do things like Pilates and yoga, like more mindful types of movement, but not kind of the spinning hit and other such stuff. It's actually going to, we're focusing basically on low intensity cardiovascular. Oh, joyful. Great. Can't wait. Where's my endorphin hit coming from, Eve? Where's that cardio high coming from? Hmm? Well, the point being is that, again, a bit like with the meditation side of things, I just kind of want you to see how by slowing down, sometimes it can have much more long-standing benefits and it doesn't always have to be the high intensity because I want to see if actually it helps you in a way become less adrenalized and then you know increase things like focus and concentration and energy levels and that type of thing also things like recovery mobility because to be honest I know you've also suffered from like hip injuries and things like that so I want to see if this also helps with that too yes Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yes. No, but it's true. I mean, that's why we're doing these things, aren't we? Because I think there's a lot of people out there yeah. that are like me and that do look for cardio high. They get their exercise in 45 minutes in the morning and then that's it. Then they sit in a chair the rest of the day, which is a bit like me. Yeah. Many of us track our steps with fitness devices and apps, most of which are set to a default of 10,000 steps. And actually, contrary to what we might have been told, this number actually came about via a marketing campaign in Japan in the 1960s rather than any robust science but I do think that you know getting fitter obviously it means moving more and walking is one of the easiest ways for a lot of people to do that and many of us can come in way below the 10,000 steps per day as you know and spend as you said lots of time sat at our desks so these apps can be kind of a good way to kind of track and monitor our movement so yeah, that's kind of the reason why I've set it. Is it worth hitting this exact number? Can we get benefits from doing less? Does it impede us from doing more? Like if you see on the app, oh, I've already done 10,000 steps, I'm not going to do any more. Maybe that might happen, Rose, you never know. Especially if Ruby's out, out walking. You've... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I did want to actually say, which is something that I talk about in clinic quite a lot, is that about the study that the LSE did over 30 years. Walkers were fitter, leaner, they were more consistent than runners. They had less injuries. You know, so the idea of doing this is, you know, not a bad thing to think about, especially as you get older. Yeah, and I think a lot of people also use walking in a meditative way as well, which kind of links back to one of our previous episodes. And if you guys haven't listened to that, definitely it's worth a listen because we do dig into that a lot. Um, there is some, and I'm going to get the science wrong on this, but there is some science behind walking activates certain areas of the brain that would normally be taken up with anxious thoughts so that's why for a lot of people they find that walking actually is quite meditative for them too so there is that kind of the fitness element but also from a mindset perspective i don't even know what the day looks like when it's got ten thousand steps in it a lot of walking rose is what it looks like <laughs> well day one didn't go very well because it was a gorgeous day and i i went running terrible i went running 
I really thought I'd go for a walk and it was just so nice. And then I started moving a bit faster and then I was running. So fail, first day fail. It's so slow, walking so slow. It just occurred to me that I've totally blotted out the 10,000 steps of my day. Now, I've got a really busy day and um, I am, it's basically based around sitting at my computer reading research papers and then some clinic in the afternoon. So I'm suddenly like, shit, when am I going to do these steps? And it just is, it's just occurring to me. So I don't know if you're desk bound like I am or car bound. So I live in the countryside. I spend my life in the car or, you know, the exercise I get is more um, intensity allocated space of time rather than that general moving your body throughout the day which is quite interesting to me and it's just dawning on me how much I don't move during the day oh my god so I've just realized that instead of 10k day one 10k day two in my voice diary I've actually put down running day one running day two which sort of sums up the issue doesn't it really so yesterday I realized at about 5 30 I was pretty tired I'd done a full-on day that I had only done 4,000 steps and that would probably be about normal for me. Probably probably do about between four and 6,000 a day. So I gathered up a few dogs and we went out for a walk, um, which was literally the last thing I wanted to do and I actually felt quite annoyed about it. But having said that, when I was out, it was actually really nice and a fantastic way to decompress, you know, and I felt really good. So I, for me, I think the 10,000 steps is going to be more about doing stuff like that I mean you know I will do the 10,000 steps but I think it's going to be more about making time to do that and giving that therefore giving myself time and a little break in the day where I can you know where it's not so full-on okay so 10,000 steps in London is so much easier than 10,000 steps in the country for me because 10,000 steps in the country for me means going for a walk I suppose I feel like a child when your parents used to say, you've got to go for a walk and you'd kick off. Whereas in London, I'm walking from A to B, going from appointment to clinic. And so I'm doing 10,000 steps without even thinking about it. So for you city dwellers, you lucky sods, I think it's much easier because you can incorporate it into your day. It's my last day today of the 10,000 step uh, day challenge. I've really realised how positive it is and it's not just for me the exercise because I would do that anyway but it's a different type of exercise and actually for me it's taking a bit of time to just go and do something that's a little bit less impact less um fiery (laughs) I found it really hard because it doesn't sit with me very well to do stuff that's um you know like boring is the word I'm trying to avoid because I find it really boring but I also know as I get older walking is probably the way forward you know my joints aren't going to hold up to running around all the time it just showed me more than anything how my brain is always going so fast so I'm very glad to have done it um I don't know how I'll keep it up we'll see I'm gonna try and walk more just for my mental more than anything I'm wondering how many steps you've done today or if you've actually bloody run them. Just listen to your <laughs> diary entries and there's definitely some highs and lows there, weren't there? But That first day, it was just so ridiculous. I felt like something out of absolutely fabulous. <laughs> ridiculous. I'm going to quote you on that, Rose. Walking is ridiculous. No, 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 I was ridiculous. Walking's not ridiculous. <laughs> I was ridiculous in that I was like, how difficult can this be? And I just got all antsy. Yeah. I was like, this is so boring it's like it's so slow takes far too much time because it's funny because we talk about the idea that I live in the countryside and 
that's where everybody thought, thinks you go for a walk. But actually, my time in London, when I have a day in London, then I hit 10,000 steps. I hit much more than 10,000 steps. Yeah. And so, ironically, I think if you live in the city, I would, if I lived in the city, I would walk more because there's purpose to it. You go from one destination to another destination and you walk it. Mm. Whereas just going out for a walk just for the sake of it, to me, feels a bit like a luxury, luxury with time, I suppose. Mm. But taking away my cardio, like training or your running and replacing it with walking, that was interesting. It was that I had a very different tempo to my two weeks. That is something that I really noticed, you know, when I finally started actually walking rather than hop, skipping and jumping was uh, calmer. And I think, you know, I sort of do think that I'm quite addicted to intensity, like everything has to be quicker, faster, Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, so initially you found it rather dull <laughs> and um, just basically ended up running. <laughs> were you starting to see the benefits more or kind of resonate with them a bit more then as you were doing it more? It's hard to, it's hard to articulate because actually I think they're so completely different. So that's one thing. I don't think, yeah, you know, the emotion and the feeling I get when I do a really challenging running session or whatever, you know, something that's that's hard. Yeah. The feeling I get from that is it's an endorphin hit. Your body feels tired, so that makes me feel good. To me, that's that's when I feel like I've done something and achieved something. Walking doesn't tick that box for me. And that's where I struggle with it because I'm like, why am I doing this? It takes too long. I don't get any of those emotions. Having said that, when I did walk, by the end of the two weeks, I was starting to really appreciate the fact that I didn't have that sort of feeling of, not dread, but, you know, like that feeling of like, oh, I don't want to do it tomorrow. Um, it was much a much more pleasant, easier in and easier out. Yeah. You know, because it's not as challenging psychologically to go for a walk every day, whereas doing a circuit class or a run is. Unless you're Rose Ferguson, and then it's incredibly psychologically challenging. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's interesting, actually, walking, even though it feels counterintuitive to, like, burning calories, because yeah. I'm just talking specifically now about weight loss, yeah. actually, for weight loss, is the most effective exercise, and that is proven. That's proven. So it's just really interesting. I think we need to think about our motivations behind exercise and for you there's definitely it's a lot of it is like you say like a mental attachment really like an endorphin type attachment so I found that really interesting I also want us to dig in around that magic number a bit because like I said that's not built on any robust science so I wonder how did you feel did you feel like sometimes it was like oh my god I'm gonna have to reach this number well, I can tell you honestly that in the past, I've, so I've got a Garmin watch. Yeah. And so there have been times when I've been lying in bed and I'm like 30 steps off my what I should hit and I just wave my arm around <laughs> to make up the steps. I mean, it's funny, it's isn't ridiculous. it? How slave to devices we are. Because yeah, then I get my little green tick and I'm happy, which is nonsense because I know I haven't done those 30 steps. But my brain thinks that I have and that's all that matters um there were days when I did a lot so when the days I was in London I was doing like 12 14,000 steps without thinking about it yeah I live in London and I you know will quite often walk 20,000 steps a day and have no idea that I've done it unless I've actually gone onto the app and had a look because the other alternative is getting on public transport like the tube which frankly I'd rather walk an hour than do that yeah 
When I was under 10,000 steps at 9,000, then I was definitely doing it to get to 10,000 to stop because that was the challenge. The challenge was do 10,000 steps. I mean, did you find like physically some of the injuries were feeling better? Because let's be clear, you, you, you've done some serious running, haven't you? You've, done, you've run marathons and stuff like that. Yeah, so I have. you felt like those, those niggles were feeling a bit better? Yeah, I mean, I think if I ran 10,000 steps every day, I would feel it. So 10,000 steps is around five miles, roughly. Yeah. Um, and I think if I ran five miles, which is eight kilometres every day, um, I would probably feel it at the moment because I have got these niggling injuries which are not resolved yet. But walking, I didn't have any issues with my injuries until I twisted my ankle when I fell off a pair of high heels at a party at the weekend. Was that ambitious dance maneuvers then, Rose? It was an ambitious pair of heels, I'd say. <laughs> it was, oh, right, it was both. like a bloody huge great platform. And I did that classic like wibble wobble, wibble wobble. <laughs> like a baby giraffe. That's what I'm like in heels these days. I mean, I never, I don't know how I used to walk around in some of those, literally running in them back in the fashion days and now it's like no way I hadn't even had that much to drink you know it wasn't even that it was just that I just lost my balance I tipped (laughs) something and then I went over it so you did do the steps every day then albeit that some days it was like boring what's happened since you've completed the challenge is this something that you think you might do more often maybe not daily but do you um, yes well, well honest, you know what? it's not until I've just been talking to you that I've thought about doing it in the morning for an hour because the weather is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, our producer's just holding up a sign saying liar. I actually agree. I know. To be honest. I honestly genuinely... Ah! She'll go, she'll walk to the drive and then get in the car and then go to a hit no. session. That's, that's what's happening. In it? my head, I've got a real fantasy now of me walking, <laughs> birds tweeting, sun's out, it's lovely, dogs jumping around. It sounds like a Disney movie, this starts, Rose. I know. That's why it's never going to happen, is it? She's right. I'm a liar. <laughs> Well, let's keep in touch about that. But I am really like, I really would like to hear from the listeners if walking is their thing, if they've really found like a newfound appreciation for walking. And I I would really like to hear that I'm not the only one. I can't be the only person who finds it a little bit slow. I can't be the only person. So please come and support my side. (laughs) No, I'm sure you're not. But I think, I think honestly... A great adjunct to a walk is a fantastic podcast and we've got lots of episodes that the guys can listen to. That was good, Eve. I like that. (laughs) But I genuinely, I do catch up on podcasts a lot and audio books and things like that. And I do love podcasts, but guess where I listen to my podcasts? In the car. Okay. Well. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm listening. I'm going to try it. You two will... You... And you will both eat your words. <laughs> you, you and both of you will eat your words when you... Um, when you see me not walking and listening to my podcast in the car. I'm going to start posting my steps on the Wellness Breakdown Instagram. <laughs> Anyways, um, we've got a bit of a break, haven't we? Yeah, we're joined by the wonderful writer Kate Spicer. Well, thank God for that. So make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Wellness Breakdown. And thank you so much for listening. And remember, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it or just tell your mates. And if you haven't done so already, please click the subscribe button. See you next time. Bye. Bye.